0: Hello and welcome to 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. My name is Hannah Connolly.
1: And I'm Evan Mick. And we are excited to bring back the Charger Rundown, a show that highlights schedules, awards, scores, rankings, athlete and coaches interviews in order to bring a light upon the sports at Hillsdale College.
0: Hillsdale College Charger fans, this show is for you. Not only will you be kept up to date with everything sports at Hillsdale College, you'll also be able to hear things from different angles and find a new joy in Hillsdale Athletics. Athletes, coaches, and our very own athletic director, Coach Tharp, will be interviewed on this show throughout the entire school year. We will host weekly episodes recapping the week's wins, losses, and stats, and we'll be interviewing both players and coaches about all things athletics. Welcome to 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. This is the Charger Rundown. I'm Hannah Connolly
1: and I'm Evan Mick with all things Hillsdale Charger Athletics.
0: This week, we are bringing on Garrett Ison, quarterback for the Hillsdale College Football team. But first, the Charger football team traveled all the way to Michigan Tech for their second game of the season. The team lost against Michigan Tech 20 to 45. The Chargers had some early opportunity to score, recovering a muffed punt at the Michigan Tech 33 and putting together a 47-yard drive on the following possession. But unfortunately, they only managed to put away three points off of those opportunities with a 31-yard field goal by Julian Lee. The Chargers now stand 0-2 on the season and will take a trip to the nationally ranked Ashland next week at 7 p.m.
1: Our Hillsdale College volleyball team traveled to Finley this weekend and finished the Finley Classic undefeated. The Chargers dominated Bloomsbury with a 3-0 victory. Emery Braswell led the team on offense with 12 kills and 11 digs and finished with four service aces in the match. Freshman Marcelina Gourney added seven kills and both Marilyn Popwell and Lauren Pasegala each put up five kills for the Chargers. Libero Ali Weiss led Hillsdale defensively with 18 digs and two service aces. All three setters played in the victory for the Chargers with Vasiliki Palamata putting up 18 assists and Josie Tesla chipping in 11 assists and seven digs. The Chargers also beat Saginaw Valley 3-0 with a total of 49 kills in three sets. Marilyn Popwell led the team offensively with 13 kills and 10 digs, while Maisie Brown contributed 10 kills as well. Both Megan Culp and Emery Braswell each pitched in eight kills. Lauren Pesaglia put up 37 assists and two service aces as well for the Chargers. Allie Weiss was named Finley Classic's outstanding libero for her play throughout Hall the Hillsdale wins, while Pesaglia and Popwell made all tournament as well.
0: The Hillsdale College women's tennis team kicked off the 2023-2024 season, hosting their annual Charger Summer Invitational. One of the top teams in the Midwest region, Wayne State, was in attendance, as well as GMAC title contenders Finley and Walsh. In doubles, Hillsdale's team of Livy McGivern and Ann Danhauser won an 8-6 opening match against a team from Finley, before falling to the eventual bracket champions from Wayne State in the second round. Another Charger team of Melanie Zampardo and Megan Hackman bounced back from an opening round loss in the same draw to take the consolation title, beating the two teams from Finley 8-2 to and 8-3 to along the way. Also in doubles, Julia Wagner and Courtney Riddle pulled off the same feat, beating a team from Walsh 8-3 in the opener before falling to an eventual bracket champion from Finley in the semifinal. In singles, Dan Hauser played in her first collegiate action Beating Finley's Alina Ivanovna seven to five, two to six, ten to eight, and Anna Mariha Kovacevic, six to one, five to seven, ten to eight in hard fought matches to go two and one and take down both of the Oilers' top two players. Wagner also played well for the Chargers in singles, bouncing back from a first round loss to beat Walsh's Rachel Kibler, four to six, six to four, ten to three, and Finley's Madison Arquette. 7-5, to 0-6, 12-10, to, to, to win the consolation title in the bracket. The Hillsdale volleyball team improves to 6-2 and 2 in the overall season and will be entering another conference starting next Friday at 7 p.m. against Ursuline in the Chargers' first 2023 home opener. The Chargers will also play Lake Erie next Saturday at 1 p.m. The Hillsdale tennis team will have a short turnaround to the 2023 ITA Midwest Regional, hosted by Indianapolis, which will begin next Saturday. The three-day event will bring together all of the top NCAA Division II singles players and doubles teams from across the Midwest region. It's our first episode of the Charger Rundown, and we are here with Garrett Ison, quarterback for the Hillsdale football team. Garrett, I know you got back pretty late last night on your drive home from Michigan Tech, so thank you for coming in today. I wanted to ask you a few questions, starting with Luke Keller transferring last year. I know that you've been given an opportunity to step up as starting quarterback. How has your experience been as you've transitioned into this new position, and how has it challenged you as a leader?
2: Sure. Uh, That's a great question. Um, To my blessing, two years ago, I have had some experience um, playing in the game when when both Luke and um, the backup, Jake Berger, went down as well, so – it was kind of nice because I already knew what my role would be now, um, because I had experience back then on how I would lead the team on the field versus off field. It was a little different back then because I wasn't a captain. Um, nobody really expected me to play well to be a leader back then. Now, kind of going into this off season um, in the in the training um, and being a senior, everyone was kind of looking up to me. So I knew I had to step up, and and. Uh, I was lucky enough to to be blessed by the rest of the team to be a captain, so yeah, I just embraced that role and looking to lead this team the rest of the year.
0: So would you say that with this new position, there has been some added pressure, and how has the team helped you to grow in this position as a leader and as a starting quarterback and a captain?
2: Well, with being a leader and a captain and the starting quarterback, all of those roles um, will lead to pressure. However... I've I've just noticed with the rest of the team, um, they have a very calming response to when things might go bad. I know these past two games haven't gone well for us, but we never really freaked out. We we were very controlled on the sideline, and um, being a leader, that's nice to see the rest of your team do that, and it makes leadership a lot easier. Also, I'm not the only leader on this team. There's a lot of other leaders, Mike Herzog, <clears throat> being on the offensive side, and then Riley Tolzma, and Zach Parnay, all, we all do a very good job of, of leading this team, and it's really nice to have those other guys with me along with the coaching staff. Um, we have a great coaching staff here, and they've been here for a very long time and have just showed incredible amounts of leadership. So it can, take, uh, can definitely learn from them on how to be a leader as well.
1: These young receivers have stepped up and continue to step up by making plays early in their careers and early in the season, how are you helping them grow, and how are they helping you grow as a player?
2: Ooh, really good question. Um, so you know a lot of the young receivers you're talking about. We have two true freshmen, John and Shay, and then uh, Sam Lee is pretty young as well. This is his second year. All of those guys have done a fantastic job of, especially in the fall camp, of learning the place really, really quickly. Um, and that was really nice to see. Um, and honestly pretty easy on my part because I didn't really have to help them much with that. They, they just went off on their own and, and just learned the plays really, really well. As camp went on, um, there's certain looks that the quarterback will see and go and tell the guys, you know, hey, if they're on the inside, I'm going to try and throw this back shoulder kind of thing. Um, and the, the nice part about all three of those guys is when I when I say something like that, like what I see, they listen. And the next time that we do it, next time we run that play and they see that look they'll do it which is which is fantastic for um such young receivers so yeah those guys are, are great players and really really excited to have them the rest of the year
0: so how would you say that your faith has played a part in you leading this team
2: uh it's played a huge part um faith has been very important to me i've been blessed to be able to even be here god has really led the path for me in a lot of ways and um I'm in a class right now called Biblical Leadership with uh, Dr. Jennings, and I've only had three classes so far, and it's been one of the best classes I've ever taken. And in in the class, it talks about how biblical leaders aren't always the ones who are the most successful, but they're the ones who believe in God and have the most faith in God. So if you look at worldly leaders, a lot of times that's based off of success. And how dominant people are, and that kind of thing, while biblical leaders are more faithful in God's plan and just let Him do His thing. So I've really taken that into account. While football is a very dominant game, you you want to win, right? right so you do course. want that success as well. So you you do need some of that you know warrior like mentality while you're going to the game, but also to just have faith in His plan. And you know the first two games for it's a perfect example. First two games didn't go our way but to just believe in Him, believe in the process, and just keep moving forward.
0: That's beautiful. And I think it's so awesome, too, to have that Christ-like mindset. You're keeping your head held high and knowing that everything that you're doing, you're doing to the best of your ability. The Lord has everything planned for you, which is amazing. So moving into this season, what are some hopes that you have for the Charger football team as a whole?
2: Well, I mean, obviously, we want to win conference. That's, that's been our goal. Um, ever since the first day I've gotten here, which it's it's my fifth year here, so um, unfortunately in two thousand or fortunately in two thousand eighteen, the players won conference here, and in all my years here we haven't won conference. Mm. That was a message I delivered to some of the guys on the team earlier in camp, saying, "Hey, like we don't have a ring, you know. I've been here five years, and it's time. So, you know, the the two non-conference games didn't go our way. However, we got a conference coming up." This is our goal. This yep. is when we've got to turn things around. So that's been a huge goal of mine. Um, also just to lead the team. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to be able to have uh, a team under my wing and to just move forward throughout the season. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So based on your record so far, since you, guys, you did bring that up, you did lose two non-conference games. So what are some things that you guys are looking to adjust as a team after reviewing and pondering and thinking about these losses for yeah. your future,
2: um, some big things is turnovers. Um, we've really, honestly, um, if I'm an honest man, it's a lot on me. I've I've caused a couple turnovers. I got to be smarter with the football. We've we've missed some tackles on defense. Um, I'm not gonna point out the defense. That's not my side <laughs> of the right. ball. But uh, it's just a lot of little things. I mean, if you look at both games, we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. And we one little mistake and the other team takes advantage. And when when we cause a mistake for the other team when our defense does something or special teams does something, we haven't been able to take advantage. So, you know, there's a handful of key moments in a game, right? The key third down, the the key red zone drive, and in almost all of those key moments, things haven't gone our way. So, we just have to, you know, uh, take advantage of those moments in the game. Otherwise, we're playing fine. We're doing mm-hmm. great things. Yeah. Until those key moments, right? And I think we just gotta some's gotta flip some switch. Gotta flip. I don't know what it is. Throughout the week, we're gonna we're gonna try and work on those moments a little more. Um, do a lot of third downs this next week, um, two minute drive that kind of stuff in practice to to get the the situations down. Yeah. But yeah, something's gonna flip. I I have faith. Um, it. <laughs> Something well is gonna go our way.
0: Yeah, and what you say, like you were saying when you guys are playing, you have the physicality and the skill, so would you say that a lot of it is the mentality?
2: Yeah, there's probably some of that. Um, we're a young team, um, so yeah. I know there's a lot of learning,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, especially in this first two games, but it's really just capitalizing when the moment is there.
0: Yeah.
2: And sometimes it's football, like things are gonna not go your yeah. way but also things can go your way, so you just got to be patient.
1: Um, Who in the conference, so teams that we're playing against, who in the conference is going to be the most competitive, do you think, for the Chargers? What is that game that's going to be back and forth all game?
2: Well, right now, I'm really thinking about uh, Ashland, because they're our next team, so uh, they're always really, really solid. They put up a really good fight against Ferris State last week, Um, so yeah, they're going to be a tough football team, and we got, we, we, we played very well against them last year and we ended up beating them. Um, but every year is a new year. So we really got to go into this game and take advantage of, like I said earlier, all those little things, all those, uh, those big moments in a game where we have to capitalize. Um, that's going to be the difference in this next game for sure, because they're a really good opponent.
1: Yeah. Every game starts at zero, zero. Uh, what's your reaction to, a? good offensive play versus a bad offensive play like how is that different in your mindset in your how you react to it how it how it changes the game sure
2: so um one thing that brad outerbine my my quarterbacks coach always talks about is being leaders on the field we always kind of want to be that steady eddie guy you know the the guy that you know everyone looks at and he's like well he's you know he's just always joe cool you know nothing, nothing seems to get on his nerves. So I try and be that as much as possible, even when there is a a big, good play, you know, or a really bad, bad play. Just stay in that middle ground, right? Stay right where you want to be. Um, now, when there's a touchdown, I'm, I'm gonna go, excited, you know, get excited, excited like that. Bit. There's, there's, there's some of that as well. And um, I do believe that there's a little bit of, especially in college football, there's a lot of momentum that goes into a game so right you get one let's say you've had a couple bad plays in a row you get one big play that's where you really got to capitalize and I, I kind of know that but I, I don't really want to show that on the field I want to just stay as, as as calm as I can you know and just lead the offense and every play is a new play so don't worry about what happened on the last one you just got to execute the next one that's my mentality going into every play
0: so outside of practice what do you do that helps to mentally prepare you for a game
2: That's a good question. So we have a Packers sports psychologist, his name is uh, Dr. Carr, and he talked to us before the season um, about visualization. And I've kind of listened to it in the past. Um, Basically, what it is, is calming your body down, relaxing, and visualizing good things. You know, a lot of players, when they think of things that happen in a game, they just focus on all the bad things they did, which can lead to you becoming stressed and nervous, and um, when you when you focus on the good things and telling yourself you're a good player, that kind of stuff, it tends to lead to bigger results, better results. And, I mean, this is coming from the Packers, you right. know, who have had Aaron Rodgers for so many years, who's done really good things. So I have really tried to do more of that this year. But, yeah, that's just something, I guess, small outside of practice that um, has helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. And stuff like that can definitely be extremely beneficial to your physical game as well. So on top of that, what does your day look like before a game? Do you have any pregame rituals that you do or anything that you make sure is done before you start playing?
2: Um, so usually wake up pretty early. Um, and I really like listening to, for me, it's It's going to sound weird, but I like listening to country music. (laughs) Um, That
0: would make sense. um,
2: And a lot of it is because, you know, it's game day. Your nerves are really, really high. Yeah. Um, And for me, country music and specific artists just bring me back to my hometown. Mm. And it just really, like, relaxes me and just gets me in um, a more calm mood of the game. Um, Then I show up pretty early, get out on the field, get some throws in, just get my arm warm. Um, go back into the locker room, put my headphones back on, and listen to um, a couple songs. Um, there's a couple Christian songs that I really like listening to right before I take the field. One of them is a song by Kip Moore. It's called Faith When I Fall, and it just talks about always having faith, even when times are good, and that, that always gets me in the right mindset, going out onto the field. And then I go around the locker room when, when about five minutes before we go out, and I I try and talk to every position group, you know, I I go and talk to the D-line, go and talk to the linebackers, talk to the corners, um, talk to the running backs, O-line. And uh, I just want, first of all, everyone to know that, like, I'm behind them and I trust them in everything that they're going to do when they go into the game and oftentimes I tell them, like, you guys are great players, you know, D-line, you're going to dominate today, you know. And yeah, I really like doing that. instead of just sitting with the, the quarterbacks kind of in our corner. And we do that as well and talk over the game scheme. But, yeah, I like to go and involve the entire team because um, when we take the field, we are one team. you know. So,
1: As an offensive player, how do you stay engaged with individual defensive players during the game? Or do you stay engaged? I remember you said, something to hand about before the game you go and visit you groups even the defensive groups but during the game is there ever a time that you were like i need to go see the defensive players i need to go talk to them
2: yeah there's certain moments in the game where i'll go talk to them um in the indie game we came out of halftime and uh i talked to um, zach pardon right right at halftime and him and i kind of said you know he's like hey we're gonna stop them three and out here you you go get me six points so uh they went and scored, but then I went and got them six points. Um, well, not I, but the whole offense went and got six points after that. And uh, I went down to Zach, and I'm like, all right, now it's your turn, you know. And we do a lot of that um, back and forth, but it, it's never it's never demeaning. It's never like, come on, why can't you guys stop them Or why can't you guys score? It's never that. It's just, all right, your turn. Let's go, let's go, you know. And uh, yeah, I always, I always like talking to the D linemen because I know how good they are, and I always be like, oh, you know, get get their quarterback. Come on. Come on. You guys can do it. So yeah. Um I enjoy talking to the defensive guys a lot. I don't get to because too much because I'm always, you know, game planning on the sideline a lot. So I'm I'm talking to the other offensive players, seeing what they're seeing, I'm talking to the coaches. They're they're telling me what adjustments are being made. So um I don't always get to be able to talk to them, but in the times that I do, I really enjoy it.
0: Well, it seems like the Hillsdale Chargers are lucky to have you as a leader, and I'm super excited for what this season has. Garrett, I know you had a long drive home last night, so it was really awesome that you could come into the studio for an interview.
2: Thank you very much. This was awesome to be here.
0: And thank you for listening to the Charger Rundown on 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale.